You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger. I'm joined by three merry men. Hard not to be merry at the moment. I start with you, Rodney. How's it going, mate? What's going on? Wait, 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 wait. Can you start that again and say, yeah, we're joined by one of our regulars in Rodney? Just, just no, I'm not starting You know again, what? Man. You know what? Let me tell you what. I want <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this guy, man? <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the last... I feel like you're just going to come through now, Reeves. Like, no matter what he says. <laughs> I listened to the last pod, yeah? Mm. You said you said you introduced Serbia as a regular and he's not been on in months. So I think that's yeah, but, from. Yeah, I keep I said it was two regulars. It was trying to get them man comfortable. Mm, okay. Uh, cool. This week 
I've got three merry men because we're happy we're winning games, we're getting to finals, let's go in top four, you know? Well, say, Rodney, you're one, you're one of the front franchise guys and you start cheating, you like it. Yeah, I want my flowers. <laughs> yeah. He's not on a Supermax, he's on a Max, not a Supermax still. Uh, <laughs> he's on a four-year 110. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Satin, Satin, yeah, Satin, yeah, not too heavy on the side like, cap, man. Mm-hmm. What you saying, Reams, man? How you been, bro? I've been all right, you know, man, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been okay. It's been okay. Yeah, it's been a while. You, you've been on courtside quite a bit, but you, you haven't come on Mugger for a while, man. So good yeah, to have you. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not really a football fan like that no more. So yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm a full-time group yeah, account now. You know. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Full, full-time Russell Westbrook stand account. I, I see you. And <laughs> uh, LD, how you doing, man? We we finally got you in. You good, yeah? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for, for having me, man. Yeah, no, no, as always. no worries, bro. No worries. Our, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Before we start, I'll do the usual plug to Discord. Listen, if you're not on the Discord, not sure why not. Uh, you, you've heard the recordings on the YouTube. It, it pops off in there. We've got a busy week coming up. We've got a couple of games. We've got an FA Cup final in there as well. And we're playing Liverpool. So, yeah, hop on. At the moment, we've got the most fans on the Discord. So, let's keep our numbers going. For those of you who are more into the visual stuff, subscribe to the YouTube. You've got Courtside, you've got Mugger, you've got Touchline, you've got Chessy Hour. There's so much content. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube and you're listening every week, again, I'm not really sure what you're doing. But, you know, I digress. Let, let's get into it. Uh, let's start with yesterday's game. A 3-1 win over Aston Villa um, with that 70 points and top four secured. I'll start with you, Rodney. What are your thoughts on the performance and, I guess, what it means for our season objectives met, right? Yeah, I think that literally that's how you can describe the game, caption it, objections met. There wasn't it wasn't a great performance. I think we just did what we needed to do. First half we come out we come out quite strong. After about two minutes we started playing with a little bit of intensity, more so than you're used to seeing with United. But Sevilla came into the game, they got that great goal from individuals, same individuals making the mistakes again. We can never build on anything because as soon as we're in the game, they take us out of the game. But that was that was a cascade that was a cascade of errors though. Yeah, but it's, it's the same individuals. We were trying to dribble out, which I'm not necessarily mad at. Fred McCommon Fred McCommonade the, the Chuckle Brothers in centre mid. Yeah, I don't understand yet. I don't understand why Fred is trying to lay that off to um, McTominay. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of players knowing what they can and can't do, and also knowing what your partnership in middle can and can't do. Like, just get the ball clear. Know your players. Know your players. Yeah, right, right. Know your players. Know where you are on the pitch as well. Like, Aston Villa were attacking, so they had, they had quite a few players in and around us, and they were pressing us all game or trying to. So, I don't understand why Fred's done that. But it's just the usual suspects. We can never build on anything, like a good period in the game, because we get caught out with these same individuals making errors and then we're coming from behind and then it's just the usual suspects, again, having to come to the rescue. Yeah, I just it's just the same every week with them. First half was just was, was kind of even in the sense that Villa had, had a few chances and they had their own spells. Second half, I think we just we just took the game away from them when we came out. We came out with more intensity. I think Pogba was driven a bit more. He took on more of that free roll, which enabled Rashford to actually play football instead of having to come deep to try and get the ball. So Rashford could work in the spaces and saw Rashford getting in behind. And obviously Shaw does what Shaw does this season. 
and Greenwood was doing Greenwood doing what Greenwood's been doing. So yeah, man, it was just a performance to get the job done. Cool. So you mentioned obviously the same individuals coming back to win us the game. Uh, this team essentially has a, the best record since 2012-13 in terms of coming back from losing positions, 31 points. Uh, the second team is actually Fergie's 12-13 uh, team. So that's football heritage right there. Um, when you were watching the game, Reams, was there any point where you felt we weren't going to win? Um, no, nah, I didn't feel like we weren't going to win. I went, um, like, if we would have gone to maybe like 60 minutes without scoring a goal, then I would have started to get nervous. But um, when we got the, uh, um, we conceded in the first half, like we're, we're a stronger second half team. So I know if it's only a one goal deficit, as soon as we get an equaliser, we're going to go on to win because that's what we've been doing all season. Um, the first half, I feel like there's a lot of games this season, like Rodney said, where we like the first 10, 15 minutes, we, we, we start strong. I think, we, I think we created like three good chances within the first 15 minutes. And then after a while, um, when that kind of like momentum slipped a little bit, Aston Villa grew into the game and they started pressing us a little bit higher up the pitch and forcing turnovers from from Fred and McTominay. McTominay, horrible in that first half. Fred is pretty bad too, but McTominay, Jesus Christ. We, we can't survive with that guy if we wanna if we wanna compete with that guy in midfield. But um in the second half, um Pogba with some good streetwise, clever play, knowing that Douglas Louise is a guy that likes to bite. You know, he bought that. He bought that penalty. See, Bruno put it away. As soon as we got that penalty there, you know the momentum is back in our favour and we're going to go on and win. So, uh, I'd call it a, a professional performance. I feel like the second half was a lot better than the first. Um, Greenwood, great goal again. Um, using Tyrone Mings' own bozo gene against him. You know I mean? <laughs> Do you know what as well? What was good for me to see as well? We talk a lot about, obviously, his goal-scoring ability, but perhaps maybe our reluctance to play him centrally because of a fear to engage with the bigger centre-backs. So it was nice to see him roll a, a six-foot-two, six-foot-three guy like Tyra Mings and get a shot off quickly. You know the thing with Greenwood, though, is ball reception is so good. Like, every time, like, every time you give him the ball, he's going to take it and yeah. receive it on the half turn and, and go forward. Like, every time, he's not... Like, it's very rare that he's going to, like, try control, like, control it with his back to goal and, and, and go backwards. You know what I mean? He's always going to try to receive it and turn, so... Um, he kind of used um, Tyrone Mings is kind of over ego on him. He kind of like pushed up too high on him, and he kind of just used his momentum just to roll him. So it's, it shows like he's got a good understanding of how to receive with his back to go and how to use defenders' own momentum against him. So that's like the positive traits you want to see from like uh, a number nine if he ever ends up developing into a number nine. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And then um, <clears throat> LD Cavani finished up with what feels like his 100th goal in the last uh, month. And we're getting more and more used to that celebration um, and during the movement more and more. Um, and we got the news today that he signed a contract extension. So LD, <clears throat> what what do we get with another year of uh, Dints and Cavani, essentially? What are your thoughts on this stint with us? Um, I mean, what, what do we get of another year? Of him, I think we get another year of mentorship with the, our forwards, particularly with Mason Greenwood. Um, I think we get another year of classic centre forward play. You get another year of guaranteed goals. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of of extending his contract. I think he's done really well this season. I think he's taken him a while to get fully up to speed. He's had a couple of injuries this year as well, obviously. Well documented issues earlier in the season as well. I also think like I also think the goal it shows how used they are to, like how like used they are to playing with each other now. It's taken a while, 
but you can see they're kind of getting used to his runs now, his movement, where he wants it, the way he plays the game. I think someone like Ibra, obviously, you know, he's compared to fairly frequently, had a very different game. It was a lot more like ball to feet, um, people moving off him. Cavani is a bit less of a traditional target man in that sense. It is more about the movement off the ball, um, quick, sharp movements to get in front of defenders, to kind of get away into the space. And so I think that we're just, we're just seeing we're another year of like good link-up play and good, good connection between the forwards. So really exciting to see. I think as well, even with like we saw in the away game at Roma, <laughs> uh, Cavani sticking up for Mason, kind of inserting himself into that situation and looking out for him. So I think we get another year of that, just leadership, really. Just another, another year of leadership, another year of professionalism, just goals. So I'm a big fan of the extension. Yeah, I think the last six weeks or so, he's really sort of turned the corner in terms of uh, stopping doing that running around stuff that he was doing for the other two uh, two thirds, or let's say, yeah, two thirds of the season or so. And he's really kicked on and focused on the things he does really well. Um, I think, yeah, if he can continue to do that, why why wouldn't we keep him? What kills me is the revisionism, 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 you know, revisionism uh, in regards to his performances for us this season. And you mentioned Cav- um, Cavani and Zlatan, so I wanted to go around and ask you guys um, on your thoughts on on how they've done for us. We've kind of had a track record of kind of getting uh, legendary strikers the last decade or so, and mixed spells. We've had obviously Van Persie's come through, Falcao's come through, uh, Zlatan's come through, Cavani's come through. So I'll start with you here, Rodney. Um, For you, comparing their two spells, so we're talking about um, Cavani and Zlatan, whose spell have you preferred and why? Man, there was a period where I was enjoying Zlatan and then there was, I think, it's weird because he had a period where I thought, yeah, this guy's serious because he can he can pull it. In that team, we needed someone who could make their own goals because we didn't have, we didn't have Bruno and obviously Pogba was playing further back. So, yeah, Pogba was playing further and we didn't have Bruno. So, in that team, we kind of needed someone like Zlatan who can make something from nothing. But then towards, I think it's the back end of the season, we just started, he was like a full six. He wasn't He wasn't even playing like an, an, the number nine role. So, but then Cavani earlier on in this season was so bad. Like, he's just running around. He wasn't touching the ball. Beat test for him, man. And then, like, he's come on in the last month or two. So, it's hard to pick for me. It's hard to pick for me. I'm really? really fast, okay, interesting. I'm really fast whether um, Cavani stays or goes. And, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to pick for me. I like yeah. I like to spell um, Zlatan who's where we needed goals and we needed cool. someone to come up big. So. Nice one. Uh, Reams, I'll, I'll ask you the same question. Um, I think, undoubtedly, of the sort of... Um, I won't count Van Persie because he wasn't quite uh, washed. Um, like these guys were when we signed him. So of the kind of old school guys who, who've bagged hundreds of goals in Europe, between Zlatan and Cavani, whose spell have you preferred and, and why? Um, I feel like um, Cavani's spell was better. He was more consistent from like start to like till the time he kind of went down with his knee injury because like he came in straight away, scored goals in the, um, I believe he scored in the Community Shield, scored in his debut and he, he was consistently... I feel like he was consistently, he played a decent level throughout. Cavani kind of started really, like, rough, and he's kind of, like, picked up now. So I feel like there's a bit of recency bias probably going towards Cavani because he's playing well now, and also the team's playing a little bit better than 
we did when when Zlatan was here because of course um top two in the um in the league and of course we've gone to the Europa League final like we did in that year. So I feel like I feel like Zlatan had a better season. I think he was scored seventeen in the league, um twenty eight overall. So yeah, 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 yeah. He put the numbers up, man. I feel like Zlatan had a better season. But with that being said, I feel like next season if Cavani is our starting striker from start to finish. I feel like he could have a strong season, especially if we get in good wide playmakers like a Sancho or someone like that. Agreed. At the start of the season, he was injured. He was in and out of the team. He's basically coming off the bench, whereas Zlatan came in as a starting striker straight away. So I feel Agreed. like it's hard to say that Cavani has had a better season than Zlatan. But obviously, after next season, that, that might all could change. Yeah, um, um, I think, yeah, you're completely right. And that this showed his kind of intelligence, which has got him this far, is that he's eventually cut out the actions which weren't really leading to much return for him. And he's focused explicitly on the things we know he can do and the things that get him the most return. So if he's able to come off the back of the Copa America, um, come into the new season and he's able to start and he's able to stay fit and sharp throughout the season, I wouldn't surprise if he gave us a 20, 25, 30 goal season. In all honesty, the, know, the, the, I completely the, forgot that there's a Copa America this year. Wasn't there one last year as well? Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. How many Copa Americas have there been in the last five years? There's been, there's been at least five. It's like the FA Cup, man, every year. The yearly Cup, Oh, gosh. They're trying to get Messi one by any means necessary. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? This one's not going to stop every year until he gets one. This one's this one's in Argentina as well. So if he if he ain't bringing this one home, then we can we can call it a day, lads. They'll be like, um, they'll be like cool. World Cup's still in the summer next year. We have another one. <laughs> um, and, and finally, ULD. Um, comparing the two spells, which which one did you prefer and why? Um, I mean, we're just talking from because comparing the first seasons, then of course I've got to go Zlatan. You know, the League Cup final against Southampton was ridiculous. The, he got us to help us get to the Europa League final. Obviously, won that as well. Uh, like Reem said, you know, you got 17 in the league. I think it was 20, 20, 28 in all competitions, something like that. Yeah, so he was, he was more obviously he had that lean spell where the team, the whole team struggled as well, where he missed a few chances. But generally speaking, he was very consistent throughout the season, and he was such a big leader for that team. Like he really, such a charismatic figure, and really kind of dragged the team through that first season. So I've definitely got to give Slatter that one. Um, I guess what I would say as well, in fairness to Cavani, just a little thing. Obviously, the season was so... The beginning of the season was absolutely insane for everyone involved. And I think that's a bit of a mitigating factor for Cavani. I'd also say, and not just with the, you know, the impact COVID had, not just on the lack of pre-season and the difficulty of getting to know your teammates and the lack of fitness a lot of our team had because of our poor... You know, which means we made a poor start to the season when it's harder to integrate into the team. But also, with COVID, and just the restrictions of being able to see your family, not having people around, or being able to connect with the city... Uh, not being able to fly home and then back very easily because there wasn't international football going on either as well. So all of these little things add up and add up and add up. And yeah, if we're talking about small percentages that make the big difference between, you know, you scoring a goal that game or not scoring a goal, it adds up very quickly. So I do feel for Cavani in that sense. It's a bit of a difficult com- comparison. But just on what we've seen from both seasons, yeah, I've got to give it to that time. But again, I agree with Reams that I think next season... You know, we're seeing the best of Cavani now as the season kind of comes to an end. So as mm. long as he can stay fit um, for pre when he comes back from Copa America, as long as he can stay fit and kind of get a good start into next season, I don't see a reason why he can't get at least 20 goals mm. um, in all comps next season. 
Yeah, they, they, they mentioned also the, uh, the city of Manchester opening up and the fact he's had access to the Manchester butchers now. Uh, he doesn't have to miss uh, the Uruguayan meat, South American <laughs> meat, as much as much as he had previously. So, yeah, long may it continue. I think um, while certain other strikers who won't be named have, have really let us down this season, um, having, a, yeah, having a hitman like Cavani in the cut is, is, is silly not to go with that. Cool. So um, with, that, with that win against Aston Villa, uh, we've got 70 points with four games left. So, obviously, max points we can finish with is 82. Um, what are we expecting from the from the lads? We've got a game against Leicester tomorrow and we've got a game against uh, Liverpool on Thursday. So, obviously, he's made it clear that he's going to be rotating players. Um, so, we're hoping to see some of the starlets from the academy. I know you keep a close eye on the academy, Reams. So, so I'll come to you. First, um, what sort of uh, approach do you think you see Oli taking in these next two games? Well, I'm trying to see 11 changes. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see Will Fish. I'm trying to see <laughs> Mark Helm. I'm trying to see Chris Eagles. I'm trying to see <laughs> Bong Sang Joo. <laughs> no, no, Kieran Richardson. No, I'm, try, I'm trying to see nothing but full rotation. No, but seriously, I feel like this is a great game to give Amada's debut, which is kind of crazy that he hasn't had his debut already, but... I'm, I'm Steven. You won't let, let me see my son. He's a prick. What it is. He's, he's, I've been starving still, I can't lie. You know what I mean? But it's all right. Like, do you know, like, here's the thing. Like, if he plays Amad and he does well and then the next season Amad plays really well, they're going to be like, oh, yo, the way Oli managed him has been perfect, even though he could have been playing sick from a long time anyway. Yep. That's what Facts. I hate but, that review. <laughs> man. Yeah, it's what it is anyway. But like, if you're talented, you're talented, you're going to play well. You know what I mean? But yeah. I feel like we get we need a we need a start from Van der Beek desperately. Um Shorty Ray perhaps. Um so I'd like to I'd I'd, I'd like to I wouldn't mind seeing um because uh, Dan James is out injured, right? So I wouldn't mind seeing like uh I don't know, Ahmad on the right, Greenwood up front, maybe uh maybe a Shorty on the left. If you might if you don't want to go that young, you might still play Pogba on the left just for a little Pope was in good form right now, then maybe a Van der Beek, Matic, and I don't know, maybe an Ethan Galbraith. That'd be nice. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm kind of I'm 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 not really too fussed about the Leicester result because like I feel like that that's kind of like a win-win for us because if we win, then we win. And, and if we lose, then that means Liverpool ain't making the top four. So I'm gonna be either way, I'm gonna be eaten some somehow, some way. <laughs> I'm gonna get some Ahmad ball on top of that. Like I can't yeah, complain. You can't. We know one matter starting. We know what Matt is starting. He's gonna throw. It, he's gonna throw it back, man. So maybe, maybe play Matic and um, Van der Beek centre mid, which I don't love, but is what it is. And Matic mm. number ten, and then the young bucks in the front three. But um, mm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a little bit concerned about the back four because the back four is gonna be a bit spooky. You know, we're gonna see Brandon Williams, Axel, mm. Bay, <laughs> Dallas. That back four mm. might be food. You know, what I mean, that's, that's at least two goals. That's to like, start the game. You're we're starting. We're starting the game down two goals. Already. Already, already. Senior, senior, senior man, you think senior man is not eating Alex Teller? Bro? That's gonna be a massacre. Bro. At least two. You're starting the game with a two goal deficit, and whatever you do from there is what you do from there. Um, yeah, I'm with you. We we really can't lose, and we know we're not gonna mail it in against Liverpool because we can't. We can't. Um, so yeah, I, I see this. Unless they've got their eye on the FA Cup final on Saturday as well. So I see them potentially making some changes too. So yeah, let the young guys play, man. Let the young guys play for sure. Um, Rodney, it's it's a weird one because obviously we know that the reason we're here is off the back of the fans protesting uh, last week, last week uh, Sunday. Um, 
you haven't come on the pod since, so I would like to get your thoughts on on the protest. Um, along alongside your thoughts on, I guess, how we navigate the rest of this week. I've got no thoughts on the protest. Have you not? I've, I've seen no you talking thoughts. about it quite a bit. I've got no thoughts on the protest, man. I've given up, man. I've given up giving thoughts. You know what? I have, I have my thoughts on it, and then I see others, and I think actually that kind of makes sense. Like when I first, when the first protest came out, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Whatever can be done, whatever can be done. And then, obviously, speaking to other people who are a bit more level-headed and a le- little less, you know, like this and that, what difference is it really going to make? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure how much of an effect it it would have had, and it's going to have, other than what we've seen one sponsorship drop. Is that correct? Is that official? The two hundred. I've seen them rumors about the two hundred million uh, sponsorship being lost. I haven't seen any. Uh, confirmation, but okay, so that's essentially that's what they've said. The supporter group has essentially come out and said, "If you give these guys money, your brand, we're we're finishing your brand, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so, we're rubbishing so, your brand, we're run, rubbishing your reviews and your ratings. So it's best yeah. for you guys to leave this club, in it. Don't be involved with us while these guys are here. And it looks yeah. like people are responding to that. Yeah, and it, so so the protest is obviously it's caught people's interest, and I think it's 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 protest a process, it's a platform. And they've got and they've gained more traction through what they did on the pitch. But they've obviously caused a problem with us having to play three times in um five days. But yeah, it's a difficult one with the protest. I I was all for it. I think protest is a process. I think what they did is they got more traction, and then they can start targeting the sponsorships. But actually, how much of a difference is it going to make? Glazers have said they're not going to sell. They're still going to take their money. How much dividends are they going to they're going to lose? Are they gonna I feel like I, I did. I see a few days ago that Joel Glazer is made up, is giving some of his dividends payments back, like for the first oh, time. Like, yeah, did it? Am I am I am I making it up? I'm sure I seen that. Like the first time. While you're while you're talking about it, let me fact check for you, brother. I seen that Joel Glazer said he's gonna give back some of his. Obviously, they couldn't get anything out of Avram Glazer, but Joel came out and said, "Yeah, he's putting <laughs> some of his dividends payments yeah. back into the I club." Bet. But that's like the first time he's done that. So at least I, it shows yeah. that he's kind of hearing the fans out a little bit. My heart mm. says that it, it makes complete sense. Like it's all gonna work out, they're gonna go, but my head my head just feels that like it's a pretty it's a pretty useless exercise in the end. But I can't see anything. I know he responded back to the to the fans. Um <clears throat> he sent a letter to the fans forum. Um cool. Dear fan representatives, thank you for your letter dated April thirtieth, sent in your capacity as representatives of Manchester United fans. I read the contents closely and your love and passion for the club came across very clearly. I want to salute your service to the fans forum, which I know is a vital channel for consultation between the club and our fans. As I recently stated publicly, I am personally committed to ensuring that we strengthen the relationship in the future. Your heartfelt letter captured... I'm not really... Yeah, I'm not reading the rest of that. It's just a a bunch of PR... Yeah, a bunch yeah, of PR fluff. Uh, it says yeah. Joel Glazer himself would pay Manchester United's portion of the 15 million collective donation to good causes and uh, the five percent loss of UEFA revenue. Okay, cool. So, so what, how much does that gesture mean to you? Obviously, you said Avram's kept his mouth shut, but <laughs> yeah, that does it mean anything to you? Look? Can't get a peep out, bro. No, I don't. <laughs> can't get I a peep out of him. I'm just a little He's gone. 
don't even know what I don't even know what that guy's like. That's how mad it is. You don't even know what he looks well, like. Who's who's the, who's the one with the ponytail and no hair on the top? Who's that? That's Avram. That's Avram. Yeah. Oh, is that Avram? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. So Absolutely elite, elite mentality, man. Uh, he's he's the one elite. Talk, yeah? Sure, yeah. he's following him around talking about. Do you care about the fans? Do you care about the fans? Okay. <laughs> no comment. You know, man didn't even say yeah. No. He comment. didn't even say no comment. He just kept it. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Man, 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 man didn't even respond to that. He's, he's crazy. I respect the beamer and was gone. <laughs> just kept driving. So I guess for me, um, it's interesting because obviously, yeah, you can you can definitely agree with the position the fans are coming from in terms of their protest. But essentially, the people who've suffered for this is our players, um, and it had a direct. Obviously, we've secured top four now, so it doesn't necessarily matter. But what happens in a different situation where? We don't beat Aston Villa, uh, and we let's say we lost to Aston Villa, and now you've got uh, Leicester who are right on the back of our tails, and Liverpool are still trying to make top four. Um, what what does that make? What does that present of the situation? And when yeah, the I protest think, did happen, go on. I think that makes it more worth it. There's that protest to see an actual negative outcome in terms of if we don't get Champions League football. Yeah, the more then that's win, a, that's the a bigger statement. <laughs> The more so going on here. I mean, do you, uh, do, you, do you think that's what they want to happen, though? Do you think they want? I, do you I, think I, they? No, I, I, do I, you think you think? Do you think they're happy? Yeah, because we know we've discussed here yeah. that they're not going to sell up. So now the team is suffering on the pitch, and you still got the Glazers owning but, you. Go on. But the fans, you know what? It, yeah. The fans don't. Yeah, see let it let Rodney finish. There, you can go. The, the, fan, go on. the mm. fans aren't seeing it as this is a dead end. They're doing it with the hope that something is going to happen. And as a consequence, indirect consequence, if we missed out on the Champions League, yes, short term, we may look to sink and, oh, yeah, this is terrible. We're bad on the pitch. The Glazers are still here. But then it does affect their pocket. So is it a win for them? Maybe. Because that's that's the only way you're going to really get at the Glazers. We've all agreed that the only way mm. we're going to get at the Glazers if you affect their pocket. This is why we're targeting sponsors, right? Yeah. So in a, in a roundabout way, if we do lose, if we did lose Champions League football, I don't know whether they're going to see that as a major negative because I think they're willing to take a short term in a team just to see these guys gone. I don't think they're, mm. I don't think they realise or they're as fingers as we are in the sense that we're so close to being a good team. So do we yeah. now say, all right, all right, cool, we'll go all the way back down, or do we sign the three players we need, put up with the Glazers, and then go and win? the league or challenge for the league. So I think for them, I think they see it as, yeah, we'll take the short-term pain as long as the Glazers are gone. Yeah, that makes sense. That's well rationaled there, Rodney. LD, you, you sounded like you wanted to make a couple of comments. Platform is yours. Yeah, no, I think, I don't think, the, I don't think fans did that protest hoping that the game would get rearranged and we play, you know, ex, all, the, all these games in like, in, um, was it three games in five days, was it? And, like, I don't think people protested and hoping that would happen. I think it's more just the case that, obviously, the Glazers have been in charge for so long now. Well, they took over in 2005, was it? And since then, there's been zero interaction with the fans. So whenever we protested, whenever fans are protesting, whenever there's been a lot of uproar about the way they're running the club, they've never felt the need to apply. They've, never, they've always felt they're above the criticism and they they see themselves as above communicating with fans. And I think, to that, I think the process is more about getting the Glazers to respond, like making a statement that they couldn't miss. 
So I think that was the real, um, I think that was the real rationale behind it. I think, I think it's important as well to process when the team's doing well. It's all well and good processing when you're seventh. If you're not processing when you're second, are you unhappy with the owners or are you unhappy with the team um, on pitch performance? So I think the process when the things are going well, it again sends a message to the owners that it isn't just about on pitch performance. It's about the way you're running the club. It's about the way you're taking money out of the club. It's about the way you're servicing the way the way you're servicing debt um, and diverting funds away from the first team, right? Mm. So I think it's important to send that message to the owners, and I think that was a large part of the reason why it was done when it was done and how it was done. Now, obviously, you know, we all know it's gone a bit, it went a bit too far and that's always unfortunate. There was some, you know, bad actors that spoil everything for everyone else because apart from those, those people who obviously took it too far, it was, it was made, you know, mo- in, the, in the, the majority of people who were protesting did it in a peaceful way. So it's a shame that I went too far and obviously I'm not going to sit here and say that's a good thing. It's not. But I think, you know, for the majority of people who protested peacefully, yeah, I think that was the, you know, it's to get on the pitch, to, to stop the game getting played at that time, to, to send a message that we want you to communicate with us. We're not happy with how you're running this club. We want you to go. Um, so I think they've heard that loud and clear in a way that any of the protests we've done before um, never could really get through. I think this this protest did get through to them and they have felt the need to respond. And obviously, Joe Glazer, he's talking about fan owner, you know, he's talking about opening up for more fan shares, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, We'll just see, you know, the proofs in the pudding, right? He's all in good talk, walking the walk. Uh, sorry, talking the talk, but you've got to actually walk the walk. So we'll see if there's any kind of movement um, in that direction in the coming weeks and months. Obviously, all of this stuff about paying for the fine or covering the losses, that for me is immaterial because that, that's what you should be doing because it's your fault. So I, I, I can't give them any credit for that kind of for that kind of for that kind of stuff. But yeah, we'll just see if he has, he's anyway backs up what you said recently in the last in the last week or so quickly just on what you said the effectiveness of the protest was because it wasn't peaceful i feel like peaceful protests would have done absolutely nothing that doesn't make the news that does nothing i think the fact that it wasn't peaceful and those who ran on the pitch did what they did i think that's what's raised the attention that it did i think without that it's just another pointless protest like the green and yellow staffs in whatever 2012-2013 season. Just it's nothing. It's just in the moment. I think the fact that it wasn't peaceful has brought attention to what's really going on. So I think I kind of I'm gonna say I rate it. I'm gonna say I rate it. You have, sometimes you have to go too far for the cause. No, but the thing is though, like oh, I I hear what you're saying, but I do disagree to an extent in the sense that you see with Chelsea fans. Where they stopped the team bus from coming into the stadium, that they didn't cause any damage, no harm was done, like they, blah blah. But that's still very attention grabbing because it's still a big headline. You see the videos. Petr's got to come off the coach and talk to people. That's still grabbing so much attention. So I think there are ways you can do it without, and even getting onto well, the that, pitch. I don't think that, that's not getting peaceful, onto though. the pitch. That's, getting getting that's onto the pitch. Well, yeah, but as in you're not causing damage, you're not causing any harm. It's peaceful. And you can stop standing on a bus and say you guys aren't coming in. That's peaceful, right? You can just say you can blockade and say, "Oh, you, you're not, you know, what I mean, you're not, you're not like no one's getting cut up, no one's getting scarred, you cars aren't getting pitch, slipped though, or whatever." You know what well, this is what I mean, but that's what I'm not. I'm not even referring to going onto the mm. pitch. I'm referring to other stuff like some people getting cut up and cars getting flipped and all those reports and stuff. That that's what I'm okay. talking about. I'm, okay, I've got no problem okay. with them. Even going on the pitch, I've got no issue with that at all. To be honest, mm. I think that again, 
to your point, those are the kind of images that get sent around the world. I think that's good. I just, the issue mm-hmm. for me is when it gets violent and people get hurt and people's property get damaged. That gets cameras damaged. Cameras, tripods being thrown about, yeah? Um, yeah well, I've spoken to the two of you. Um, I want to go on to the next topic, and it's a word that we probably don't necessarily use very much on Mugga. Uh, progress. So um, <laughs> we were, uh, we've reached our first cup final under Ole Gunnar. Uh, so Europa League cup final for what it's worth. And we've uh, looking like we're going to finish uh, in second place this season. So I want to discuss progress. And I guess um, our assessment of Oli and, and where he's taken the team from where he's picked the team up. So I'm going to come to you, Reams, first. Um, uh, let's talk about what it means for Oli to finally break his semi-final hoodoo and get to a Europa League final. And secondly, um, the word progress being used around this team and, and what your thoughts are. Um, I think the semi-final thing was important just because it was like a bit of a cloud hanging over him. And like when something starts becoming a thing that people always reference, that kind of then becomes a distraction or something that kind of speaks to like a manager's like mentality or the team's mentality or something like that. So I feel like it was just important just to get to the break that duck so people will stop bringing it up. You know what I mean? Getting to the Europa League final is what it is. I feel like we're the. I feel like we're a Champions League team. So, the bare minimum we should have expected was getting to the Europa League final. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like it's a massive achievement. Like the teams we played, like, I don't feel like any of those teams are were Champions League level sides. But I feel like we were. So we did what we had to do. So, um, and you know, with that being said, that's not really a criticism because we should have beaten Leicester in the FA Cup semi final as well. We didn't. Mm. So. It it, it 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 shows a lot that the players was able to like show they have a bit a bit about them, especially because we went behind against Rome as well. So how we reacted to that, all those things I'd say are positive. In terms of progress, I feel like it's a curious one. Um, we had a bit of a bad start to the season, but I feel like since since we lost the Arsenal, that we've lost like one game in like mm. one one game right in the league. That's yeah. like we've lost the least amount of games all season. So I feel like. One thing that has impressed me this season that was kind of the issue we've had in recent years is that we were so easy to beat. Like, you know, like you know, like back in like the Louis Van Gaal days when he went a goal down, you're like, well, we ain't getting back into this game. You know what I mean? Like, we've shown that we've shown that this year we kind of have a bit of fight about us. And that's what United always been about, having fight, you know, making teams scared that this game ain't over yet. And you know what? There's my <laughs> this might be shocking but I, I I give a lot of that credit to Bruno Fernandes because <laughs> and, 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 and hear me out and, and hear me out and hear me now out listen, and, hear now listen, go on, and hear me out and the Jesus. reason why I, and the reason why I give that credit to Bruno Fernandes is not because he's like willing us to win or anything like that but it's just because he wants to win so much he instills that sense of urgency and desperation into the whole team like He's so desperate to win, like he's not going out without swinging. Even if he's doing Hail Mary shots, passes, he's going to do everything he can to win. And that's kind of seeped through the whole team. Like whenever we go down, that's when we come alive, like the sense of urgency and desperation. So I give Bruno a lot of credit for that because that speaks, that's his mentality. And like, no one can't take that away from him. Like he he wants to be a winner, you know what I mean? Um, In terms of the football itself, eh, not much, not much. But what I will say is I feel like this season our best players have been match winners. 
And that's what you want from your best players. Pogba, Rashford, Bruno, Cavani. They've all been match winners. They've all made, if you want to say individual brilliance, whatever. Good players should be able to do individually brilliant stuff. You know what I mean? So that is a positive to me. I feel like we still have holes in the team that hinders the quality of football we play. And I feel like in terms of the the new sense of urgency we have, the individual quality we have in, in certain areas, if we can plug up those holes, all of those things come to come, come together to make a good team. So I feel like um, there's light at the end of the tunnel, if that makes sense. Like you mm. can see where the team is going and you can see what they need to do to get there. And it's not like all doom and gloom. So for that, I get, I, I'll give Oli credit. Cool. So you were clapping LD. Um, you've unmuted yourself, Rodney. So it seems you're champing at the bit to respond. Um, uh, Reams mentions light at the end of the tunnel. Is Oli the person to get us there? Yeah, I think I think he's got to be given a chance to. I think there's never a guarantee, right? We thought Bangal was a guarantee. We thought Mourinho was a guarantee. There's never a guarantee. But I think Oli deserves, he absolutely deserves a chance to get us there. And he deserves the backing and the investment to to try and get us there. So, you know, I don't see, when Kevin De Bruyne does something absolutely incredible, no one shouts, oh, it's individual brilliance. When Mo Salah does something incredible, no one goes, oh, see, look at Klopp, it's individual brilliance. Like, as you said, Reams, like, quality players should be able to do individually brilliant things. When we pass Tottenham off the pitch and Fred taps it in, no one says that, or he's got us playing a passing game of football, but look at that, we, we literally cut them open. We completely passed them to pieces. Like that second half against Tottenham, they couldn't live with us. So I think it's unfair to give, it's unfair to always give the, the players individual credit when we play well and to play the manager when we don't play well. I think it's not fair. I think um, he's got the best out of a number of our players. He's got the best out of Rashford. He's got the best out of Shaw. He's got the best out of Pogba. Um, he's got consistent performances out of Maguire. Obviously, Bernard Fernandes has come in and massively contributed. He's, he's brought on Mason massively. And he's he's obviously Mason's a very talented young player anyway, but he's brought him on really well, and he's flourishing. He's improved a lot of players. He's improved up in the field. I'm not saying the players on the field are good enough right now for where we want to go, but he's clearly improved them. So I think he does a lot of credit. Um, I think he, time only time will tell whether he can get us there. But I think he absolutely deserves the time to. We everyone, we yeah we all agree on the three or four positions we need to strengthen. So if we can strengthen him in at least two or three of those areas this summer, then we need to judge him on the results next season. But I don't see why he should, he actually, he should absolutely be given the chance to, to, take, to take us there. I think this season's absolutely been massive progress. It's been big progress. Like Avim said, to, to come back from behind so many times, it shows the only a belief in the manager and the way they, what he wants them to do, the way he wants them to play on the pitch. But it also shows like a team spirit and togetherness. Like Reem said about Bruno, it shows a willingness to win, a willingness to, to not give up. All of these things which sound a bit corny, but are really important. And let's be fair, this team hasn't shown in previous seasons. So, again, that's got to be a clear sign of progress. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's been a... You know, we've definitely taken a step forward. It's been a few disappointments along the way, don't get me wrong. Um, there's been a few disappointments this season, so I'm not going to say it's all been it's all gone smooth sailing. But, yeah, he definitely deserves... He definitely deserves next season to to kick on. Like if we win the Europa League and we finish second, like yeah, I think he's he's ticked he's ticked enough boxes um, there. Obviously, yeah. we shouldn't be in we should really be in Europa League, and you can tell the way we celebrate where we didn't really celebrate against Roma 
you can tell the players know that as well. They're not the players aren't out here running up and down hugging each other. Like they know they need to keep it professional and get the job done. But I think it's been a good, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been progress for sure for me. So, Rodney, yeah, I'll finish up with you just to get your thoughts on the, the word progress being used in regards to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and, and uh, this season. That is, oh, my God. That's, that's, I'm trying to process that all. But anyway, I'm, I'm talking to what I think. Yeah. I think I, without... Without trying to disrespect Oli, so first off, I'm gonna I I can criticize him, but I'm also gonna be able to say his man management. I'm gonna say what he does well. In first, I think yeah, it's correct in saying he's improved certain players in the sense that he's given them confidence and he's played them. I don't think there's much in the way of coaching to say yeah, he's done, he's made players better. I just think he's given them the platform that maybe Mourinho didn't give our better players. In Pogba, Rashford, and obviously Greenwood wasn't really on the scene. In those players, there obviously Bruno wasn't there. I think when we're talking about what Oli's done for these players, I, I don't want to take away from the fact that he's given them a platform of confidence because that's a quality in itself. Management, man, management is a quality, and I don't want to take away from that. But in terms of what he's actually doing for them in tactical and structural on the pitch, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. So when Reams was talking about players should be able to do individual brilliant things, that's fine. But to have to do it consistently to win games, I'm not, I'm not too sure then if I'm going to say, well done, Oli, for that. I think when we lose games, I think it's because those players aren't able to consistently do that, which is fair enough. You can't ask players who consistently have to bring us out of tight spots. Like any good team, Hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. At some point, they should be able to rely on the structure and tactical know-how of a manager so i'm not going to say yeah players are playing better i'm going to give ollie all the credit for that i think yeah he's given them the platform and the confidence to go out and form but these are great players anyway we're talking about pogba rashford these are brilliant players so how much how much do you need to give to them in that sense um in terms of progress from last season yeah, we're going to finish second when we're in the Europa, but we shouldn't be in the Europa. We're in the Europa when we need one point from three games. So, and I've always said from we got in the Europa, we're the best team in Europa. We should slap everyone in that competition. And we've done what we're supposed to do. I feel like we're giving too much credit to something because of the, who the manager is. The fact that we're going to win the Europa is dead. To me, anyway, because we shouldn't be in that competition. Like Reem said, 
when you go into that competition, you look at all the teams that are in there. We should slap them anyway. We should slap them anyway. And uh, obviously, he's broken his duck. He's got to a final, but and he's going to win a trophy. He's going to finish second. And there's progress there. But uh, nah, I, the word progress for me, I just think because it's the man, because of who we're talking about, we're saying it's a lot of progress, or we're saying there's progress for me. I, I don't know. He, what? And it's weird because we're close to being a very good team. So me saying that. There's not much mm. progress. Sounds weird so. So I'm listening to you, um, Rodney, and I'll ask you a question on the back of what you've said. Um, you say we've got these areas, these holes to plug in the team. If Oli's given the resources to improve these areas of the team, what yeah. do you envision happening? Depends. It depends who we sign. If he's given the if he's given the right players, then we have to challenge. But I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think we will. Because even though we finished second, it's still kind of a distant second. I still think in key moments, we lacked. I think we looked over yesterday in the group chat. We had two, I think it was one win in five games when we were when we needed to win those games. Was that when so Pogba was injured? Yeah, that was when Pogba... So that's what I'm saying. If we lose one or two players that was, a, that, season, was, that was a bad period, man. Sheffield United, um, Arsenal... Yeah, Everton, uh, West Brom... And there was Crystal one Palace. Other, yeah, Crystal Palace. Like we can loot that next season. We have injuries. That's a given. So if we have injuries to say our right, we sign a right wing in centre. If we have injuries to Sancho, just say that's that's the only player we sign attacking with. Then we're back to the same attacking options that we had last season. Then we're going to need a manager who's able to do things with that team. So start saying, yeah, we're going to bring those three players in. But if one of those gets injured, if two of those get injured, then where are we? So I just, I just, I just think next season, if he gets those three players, I'm not going to... I'm, there should be a title challenge because we have a really good team. But I'm not going to expect much from that manager, to be honest with you. Finishing a distant second and winning the Europa is good for him. But in if we're talking generally, it's not great because we were in the Champions League. It's not as if we weren't in that competition to go far in that competition. So, and there's there's sem- the semi-final defeat to Leicester, that was so bad. And then one, need a one point from three games. Then we slap City in the league and lose to them in the League Cup over two legs. That I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Progress for me is a difficult one. I don't see much, even if he signs the three players next season. But that's me. I think we'll be a very good team. I think we'll be better, but I don't see us really go where we need to go with the squad we could have if we sign those three players. Okay, thank you, Rodney. Interesting to get the three different perspectives and now listen out for what the listeners have to say and who they uh, most strongly agree with. Let's finish up with some listeners' questions. You can always tell when United fans are in a good mood because when we ask for listeners' questions, they pour in, and this is one of those Mondays. So I'll start with the first questions from Bio Bond. With Adinson Cavani signing a new contract, and Mason Starboy Greenwood or Mason Starboy Gunwood improving. What do you think this means for Martial? Who's this question directed at? To, to any of you? <laughs> I, thought, I thought the silence was you, lot's answer. I know. Listen, 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 listen. Let's be, let's be, let's. Man, sorry, let's be honest. Martial has an important role to play, man. High fives on the bench. Thumbs up. Well done, guys. Vibes. 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 Dancing in the changing room after Ws, you know what I mean? That's, 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 a, that's an important role in any squad. Now, you connect to the French players. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, listen, it, it, I, I always kind of felt like Greenwood was going to end up forcing Marshall out of the team anyway. I feel like it's a little bit earlier in the timeline than we might would have um, anticipated. But I feel like next season, we're not going to sign a striker because we tied up Cavani. So we're going to have a three-striker rotation of Cavani, Marshall and Greenwood, which I think is good. So Marshall's going to be important. We're going to have a lot of games next season. So he might not end up being the like star striker that we envisioned him to be, but he's still going to be an important part of the squad. Cool. Um, anybody else want to add anything off the back of Reem's thoughts? Um, Cavani's going to start next season as our number one striker. So next season is really make or break for Marshall. You could argue this season really was make or break, but he's tied Cavani down for another year. So you could argue that gives Mar- you could almost argue that gives Marshall another year himself. But he's going to start the season as backup and. I think if he flops next season, then he's done. He's fully done, quite frankly. Even if he doesn't flop, even if he plays okay or quite well in places, he might still be done, to be honest. Um, because if we sign like a Sancho this summer, for, if we sign someone like Sancho, that's going to free up funds and then sign a big money striker next summer. So, yeah, I, he's not. It's not looking good for him. But it's it's on him ultimately. It's on him to change everyone's mind or to to you know bump himself up the pecking order. But nah, it's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. Mm. I'm alright with that. <laughs> uh, Rodney, you, you were kind of a, a staunch defender of Martial off the back of last season's form uh, early this season. Um, but where do you stand with him now? I, I stand with Martial. You're about another, no, no, you're talking about another Rodney. That's the Jamaican Rodney. This is the Trinidad Rodney. Yeah, there, was no, there was no... This man did not back Martial. Yeah? No, I'm joking. On a serious note, I, I hear what Reams is saying. Listen... Martial is a good enough squad player. We need a squad. We're going to have loads of games next season. He had a role to play. But just because of where I thought he was last season and what he's done this season, sell him. <laughs> Honestly, I, I just, I cannot believe a striker. That's anger. That's anger speaking, though. So, that's not so you being, that's not you being so rational. Much. You're not being rational well, there, man. That's what I'm saying. I gave my rational opinion and agreed with Reams. He's going to have it, but just based off last season and what he's done this season, nah, 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 nah. Come on, man. Come on, big man. I, I can't, there's, certain, there's certain games where we're going to need him, though. Like, because like, uh, the, the, the performance he had against Man City, like Cavani. Mm, no, 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 He's had performance against Man City leads. Those were top performances. We know what he can do. And I agree, he's going to be an important player in terms of depth. And I think with Cavani, we're going to have a rotation. We probably won't sign, sign a striker like Haaland or whatever. So he's going to be important, but man, 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 man. I think he's he's never going to be, I don't think he's ever going to be considered a number one striker in, at our club. I don't think he's going to be given that chance again, to be honest with you, because the extension of Cavani and how much the club tried to re-sign Cavani lets you know that they don't trust Martial and I don't blame them. But yeah, he, he, has, an, he has an important role Do you think so? I mean, even if Martial had a good season... We would need, we would still need no, a third striker. So. I don't think so. Huh? Uh, if, Mar- if Martial went on this season to get 20, 25 goals, I don't, I don't think we'd be looking at another striker to be honest with you. I think we'd keep, I think we'd just keep Cavani and have him and Cavani. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's what we're going to do. I don't think we're getting anybody else. I think mm. we've kept Cavani. Remember, he's 35, so he's on his mm. last, last legs. Um, and like uh, LD said, it's almost like we've kept Cavani. We know that yeah. he's a known quantity. Marshall, are you going to rise it one more time and, and show we... us? But with Reem, end of the day, rise it, don't rise it. Greenwood's coming for that spot regardless. So yeah, you're only yeah. warming it for him anyway. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'd, yeah, my head says one thing and my heart says another because I backed that guy till very, very recently. So yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We'll, we'll see. I, I think he will definitely have a part to play. Um, he needs to take a good look at improving his performances from wide left. He's lost. He's lost his burst from there, and he's lost his general. It seems that his interest in wanting to play wide left. So um, he's only really of use when he's up top. But as we've seen this season. Hasn't known where the back of the net is at all. So, um, yeah, he needs to sort himself out. Um, next question from Ricky, uh, Ricky DW. Ahmad and our other academy products, they seem to be technically good enough. However, they lack the physical physicality while in the most physically demanding league in the world. Is this an issue or just part of growing up? Chelsea's academy have the best balance of tech and physicality. Uh, that's an open question again. I'll take that. Um, I'll, I'll, if, if everyone's cool, I'll jump on that quickly. I think it's just got part of growing up, man. I think these these kids are. I think we were a little bit spoiled by Ronaldo and Rooney coming through at eighteen and just like tearing the league up and you know doing this, doing that, like looking, giving us highlights week in week out. I think there's a part of growing up. Like I look at Ahmad, I don't, you know, it doesn't look like he should be physically ready for the Premier League yet. So I don't, I don't. It's a process, you know what I mean? Like it does, it does take time, and like. Like the you know question like stated in the question, it's the most physically demanded league in the world, so it's going to be an even more difficult transition from um, under twenty threes to first team football. So you know you look at a couple of Chelsea's players that he's mentioned. Samori was on loan at Derby. Mount was on loan at Derby. Loftus Cheek was on loan at at least one loan at least one loan at Palace, um, and Lord knows where else he went on loan. So it takes time. It does it does take time to break through. Everyone's go and everyone's different, right? Everyone hits those growth spurts, or everyone kind of gets a little bit bigger at different ages. Some players can come through burst onto the scene at 18, 19. Some players, you know, like players like Xavi Iniesta, took them to their early twenties to really cement themselves as part of the Barcelona team. So I'd say just it takes time. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, next question uh, we've spoken about already, but I guess I'll get a numerical score from you guys, and I'll ask all three of you this question. Um, rate Oli's performance out of 10 as a manager thus far this season. I'll start with you, Reams. Let me hear this number. Six. Six. Uh, My Ronnie? guy, this is what I mean. He's, this is why I love Reams, you know? My guy. <laughs> I've been banging Ronnie? out six all season. I've been riding out six, six, six. So that's my team. Six. Um, and how about you, LD? Nah, I'll give him a seven. Give him a seven, cool. Uh, got a question from X1P Wait, online. Hang on, hang on. Right, how are you rating him? I'm interested to see. Yeah, I'd give him a six as well. I'd, I'd give him a six as well. I'm I'm, I'm closer to, to your your view of his season, Rodney. He's done good, but he hasn't done anything like extra. Like, he yeah. Done, he hasn't done anything more than yeah. what he should have done, in my opinion. So Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. Agreed, I, that's agreed. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, a question from X1P online. How do you see the progression of our youngsters going? Ahmad, Shoritire, Mejbri, Iqbal, Hugwef, Elanga, McNeil, Hugh Hill are all doing bits at under 23 and under 18 level, but how many will make it through or be given a chance? Anyone particular you have your eyes on out of that list? All right, so um, take Ahmad out of that list. He's not an academy <laughs> player. Um, out of the actual academy players, I feel like I, I feel it in my balls. Hannibal's making it. Like, there's no way Hannibal's not making it. I can feel Wait. it. Like, 
Go on. Yeah, go on. Come on, it's real, man. Come on, I, go on, Reeves. I can feel you know, you know when you have a feeling, I can feel it in my in my loins. <laughs> There's no way Hannibal's not making it. He's too talented. <laughs> Fully gone for the double down, you know. <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? Handle. Um, I feel like uh, Elanga, he's not making it. Galbraith, probably not. Talented player, though, but probably not. I feel like James Garner, next season, he has a good chance. I feel like he could be a part of the squad next season and Ethan Led. So, like, they, they have a chance to be, like, good squad players. I feel like Matic is going, you know what I mean? So, they'll get minutes. Um, there's a kid in our under 18 score, Hansen, Norwegian kid. He looks insane. So I feel like next season he'll play 23s and like we'll see how he does then. But he looks, he probably looks like the most talented out of the bunch. But other than that, it's hard for like six, seven, eight kids around the same age to make it anyway. So two, three of them, mm. make it, then we've, we've done all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Agreed, agreed. It's a club at this level. Um, are there any players that um, Reams didn't mention there, LD or Rodney, who've caught you guys' eyes? But that was a pretty comprehensive breakdown. Thanks, Reams. Um, anyone he didn't mention? I think is it McNeil? Is that his name? No, uh, Charlie McNeil and Joe yeah, Hugo, Charlie, yeah, Charlie McNeil, yeah, Joe Hugo, yeah. I think they they probably deserve special mentions. I think they they look very promising as well. But again, it's a t- it's a difficult position to break into. Um, yeah, it's, it just takes time. But yeah, I think they they deserve special mention. They they're coming through as well. Cool. Um... A question. Well, I don't even think it's a question for Mike's very own. He's more telling us. Is it time to finally admit we're on the Ollie in bandwagon? We cannot beat this guy, no matter how hard we try. And there's a clear upward trajectory since he's come in. Look at that. Let me just get. I'll get. I'll get. I'll get off. I'll open the floor to you two, man. I'll open the floor to you know what I think. Ollie, I'll give you this. Ollie, I'll give you this. I am not. I am not Oli out. Agreed. That's what I tweeted earlier. I said, now, just vibe. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I can't beat him. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I, I feel you. Rodney, um, I think you've made yourself very clear, to be yeah, honest. I, I know you like, disagree with it. I feel like that, that listener there, I just, he's just folded. He's folded. Shame <laughs> on you, brother. Shame on you, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'll, you, don't worry, I'll take you on there. I'll carry the good fight, yeah? Shame on you, brother. Shame on Max you, very brother. Own. Cool. Um, got a question from Chris Swifty. Is it time to cut our losses and cash in on 9am with the current form of the team? Uh, re, uh, Rodney, you've already answered. I'm not going to ask you again. Uh, LD and Reams, either of you to think about cashing in? Nah, because we're not going to sign another striker. So why would we give up one of our three senior strikers? Like it doesn't make no mm. sense. Cool. Yeah, I think for me, for me, next season is probably the more, the more likely the time where um, that'll be more. That'll probably come into play more. Yeah, if next summer next we're going to sign. If next summer we're going to go big and sign a Harland or a, who's who, whoever's available. I, there's not really much, but if we're going to go go big on a striker, then obviously there's no point keeping them around because you're already going to have two young strikers in, in Greenwood and whoever else. But yeah, for now, for next season, we're going to need him. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if Cavani's going to be a first choice striker, this guy can't even play two games in a week. Like, so what? you so one of your strikers? Yeah, this is what I find mad about people saying Cavani's going to be our first choice. Like, 
can the guy last the full season being the first choice striker, bro? He don't have he don't have that in his legs no more, bro. He's right. a, he's, a, he's vibing think, right now. You know what I mean? One game I mean, a week. The way, the way that Oli's used him suits kind of suits the age he is and the, um, where he is in his career. To be honest, with you. I don't see if we play him every game, if that's gonna work for him or his body. Every no, game. when I say well, first choice is in like in our most important games. Or no, no, when I'm everyone's not, fit and had a week off, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm he, like, you're right. You, you guys are right. You can't play every game. He's not going to play every game. So, but I just think you'll play in our biggest games going forward. Yeah, that's fair. at least you know for the time for the time being, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, next question is from Itun Speaks. You man keep Kin DDG over Hendo for the final question mark. Also, if you had to pick who you have as a striker next season. Kane or Cavani? I'm I'm not gonna even justify the second question. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you Aye, might... These guys are drinking. <laughs> that is, that is, these, guys, these guys are drinking the movement juice. Yeah. <laughs> they're drinking that. Hey, that juice must taste sweet. Yeah. Like, United fans are ridiculous, you know. But I can't lie. What's that? Aye, bro, not, uh, two months ago, two months ago, he was an absolute joke. Now he was a meme. He was a meme. Now, Yo. would you sign it? Would you keep him or would you get Harry Kane? Nah, we what's, can't go out like this. We're name? better than this. What's his name? No, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you what his name is, Rodney. Tell him to, where is, tell him to wait that the police are coming because that's <laughs> yeah? Come on, brother. Don't do that to us, yeah? Don't do that to us. Come on, man. Oh, bro. Oh, my oh, days. You man keeping DDG over Hendo for the Europa League final. Oh, uh, starting, I think starting. Yeah, De Gea is the one who started against Roman AC Milan. I think he's earned it. If we're getting rid of him, I think he's. Hey, he's I, 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 you know, yeah, you're right. If, it's, if, if this is going to be his last game for us, at least yeah, let him definitely. go out. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Like I think camping, yeah. he's the cup. He's the cup keeper right now, so he's got to play in the final. For me, no, for me, it's really, for me, it's really not a thing. For me, it's really not a no. thing. Like the cup keeper <laughs> plays in the cup games, man. For me, that's yeah, no, managers. Got, managers got, change it all the time. Managers change it all the time. You got one. You got your second choice keeper all the way to the final, then the final, the first choice keeper. Yeah, drop. Sergio Romero. Josie, yep, yeah, yeah. the whole European League in the final. <laughs> Off you go, lad. Heartless. Heartless. Absolutely nah, ruthless. No, my manager. Who did he have? Nah, Roma. He had a good performance against Yeah, Roma. Yeah, Roma. He was, he was, he was amazing. Bro, second yeah. leg, he made a lot of saves, bro. Yeah, 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 he made yeah, a lot yeah. of saves. Yeah. He was that was a good goal still. 100%. Mm. I think 100%. he played his way into the final with that game, to be honest with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Agreed, agreed. Uh, got a question from the boy underscore Sully. Uh, ideal DM, um, and I think a lot of these questions were before the news came out that um, Cavani signed. So I'll ignore the second part of the question again. Um, so I guess, yeah, I'll ask you guys who your ideal DM for us to start, uh, for us to sign is. I'll start with you, LD. Who would your ideal DM for us be? Oh, that's a tough question, man. Um, that's a tough question. I think we haven't, we haven't been linked to that many DMs, unfortunately. Which is a shame. I think obviously the ones we've been linked with, I think Rice would come in and would he would massively he'd definitely he'd be a big improvement on McTominay and Fred. So Rice would be a good signing, but for the amount of money he would cost, etc. etc. I don't see <laughs> I don't see that happening. Um no, but categorically he would improve on McTilt and what it is now. I'm not saying hey, he's the best I'm, I'm not saying he's the best DM in the world. All I'm saying is if you look at our midfield now, 
you can't say he wouldn't improve it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's the best. Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah, I agree. But so that, that, I that, 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 that's, 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 that's I do yeah, yeah, no, still... improve our midfield. <laughs> 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 Number right, LB, the question is ideal DM. You're telling me I, did, I don't want to hear Declan Rice in it. Sorry, bro. Ah, okay, yeah, we're talking. Okay, no, 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 you know what? Fair play, fair play. Um, my ideal, we can't go get Kante, can we? That'd be good. Are we talking ideal like fantasy football? Ideal, realistic. ideal. <laughs> I, I, ideal realistically speaking, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Just let me know in it because just, just uh, let me. Yeah, the parameters. So you're going with um, Rice, yeah? No, I think um, I like I like Kamavinga, um, but again, that's, I don't I don't see that happening, but. I think kind of we could build around someone like that. But yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned him on the main pod yesterday. That's, that's what. Yeah, that we're talking. I, for me, for me, my ideal, like the one I put my name to, like that'll be kind of Inga. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Reams, how about yourself, sir? Um, just because we play in a double, pi- just because we play in a double pivot, I don't necessarily think we have to actually sign an actual DM. Mm. But we could sign a centre mid that can play DM, but can also just be good in a in a pivot. So for me, <laughs> I'd have seen Leicester get Sumari yesterday for twenty five million. Mm. I'd go to Leon and get Maxence Kakarit. If not, and we want to aim bigger, go get Jude Bellingham. But of course, I feel like Jude Bellingham is still maybe a year away. So if we're gonna go mm. there and get Sancho, mm. they're gonna, they gonna give us Sancho and Jude Bellingham. I think, Bellingham, yeah. I think Kakarit, like you could put him next to Fred, he'll be good. You could put him next to Pogba, he'll be good. Work hot, work horse off the ball. He's gonna run around, he can tackle. He can play in the. For first those of us who don't know who he is, <coughs> me, can you uh, give us a little breakdown of his profile? What sort of player he is? Oh, he's like a he's a proper technical workhorse, like engine. He's got a crazy engine. He'll run around. He'll cover yards like Kante, like Kante engine, but only he he he's a technician on the ball as well, like passer, mm. can break lines, can build in the first phase. You know what I mean? He, he um he plays for Leon. He played against some um, Man City and and Bayern. That's it. I don't yeah. know if you caught those games, but now nah, he's a talented player, man. And um, did you see that time when um I can't remember what game it was, but um Fred had a pass on to like Van der Beek. This is the time when like the Van der Beek like debate was boom. raging. Yeah, was raging. And there was a there was a game where Fred where Van der, everyone said Van der Beek was just running around vibing, innit? And there was a pass to Fred to, to Van der Beek. And, and Fred could have played, and, and he, he went... and he didn't play. Yeah. It. Then people brought up Kakaret. In a similar yeah, situation, yes, 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 and yes, use yeah, his yeah, pass as an that. example. Oh, that's yeah, him! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah, that. Yeah. I saw that clip. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. I, I, I watched some compilation videos of, of him, but always got your eye on the best European talent. Thank you, Reams. Uh, Rodney, brother, what what DM would be your ideal ideal DM for us to sign? Based on what no you've idea, seen, you don't bro. have to you don't have to scour Europe. Based on the DMs that you've seen, um, which one would be your ideal one? No I got no idea. It's bro. not. It's Honestly. not much in it. The market. No that's why. We're, that's why everyone's linking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more tricky. It's, a, it's, it's trickier than it sounds, isn't it? Declan Rice is just such an obvious because us signing Declan Rice is like us signing Wan Bissaka. It was such an obvious like mm. deal to make. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, nah, but it's a, know, little, it's a little bit different though because Rice is a lot more experienced than Wan Bissaka was. But I hear what you're saying though. Like I know you mean it's it obvious, but. Right, yeah, that's what you mean. Essentially, like, yeah, okay, we grabbed Declan Rice, the British, the English midfielder playing for West Ham. You know, he's done well. Um, he doesn't necessarily show a lot of nuance. Didn't we? We end up with one Basaka, but our database was at what one time fifty right backs or so, and we end up getting the the, the uh, Congolese starter so, uh, from so Crystal, Crystal Palace. 
So what position do we say Bazuma is? Because I know he's not doing what. What position do we say he plays? No, he seems like a he's a box to box. He's an eight. He can play in a pivot. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't want to, you, you wouldn't yeah. want to play him with Pogba, but like he can play in a pivot. Mm. I don't know. Agreed. I don't know, man. Because I think Bazuma being improved as well. I'm having I'm having as well. You've yeah, a huge improvement. He start. He start right. He, he start right now. Like a hundred percent. Any shadow of a doubt. He start right now. I think him and Fred is better than him and Fred and McTominay. Oh, yeah, yeah, McTominay, uh, I'm sure you all know they're not good. So, like, yeah. my thing is, if we're just able to get competent central midfielders in there, yeah. based on everything that we've seen happen all around them, I, we we will get we should be breaking the 80 point barrier. Um, yeah, cool. If we can get people who can consistently pass the ball forwards and are happy to actually tackle and can track back, then then we've got yeah. half a chance, man, for sure. Agreed. Uh, got a question from SB Freex. Uh, looks like a hunter hunter watcher. How many goals does Marshall get in the championship? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Is he taking penalties or not? Uh, let's say he is taking penalties. Twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, go, he's going down in EFL heritage if he, if, if he goes to the championship. Mm. Okay, good question from that Adenee guy. Why doesn't McTom get highlighted on the pod for his rubbishness like his chuckle brother? I think he does. I think we do. Well, yeah, well, whenever, he... whenever I'm on the pod, I'm on McTominay's head, so he must be talking, <laughs> about, he must be talking about you lot. Nah, yeah. not at all. I've said hey. rides for him. Seb <laughs> rides for him, but we've got... Yeah, but we've got two. We've always, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Nice one, Reams. Um, we've got two set of Chuckle Brothers. Obviously, we've got Linda Luff and Maguire. And we've also got Fred and McTominay. We've maintained that all season. So, uh, I didn't need hey, you. Hey, kind hey, of... hey, 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 what are we giving Maguire this season out of 10? Is he allowed to get a seven now after you cooked me last year? Yeah, he's allowed to get a seven. Yeah, is he allowed to get a seven? I might even give him an eight. I'd know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's definitely, he's definitely... <laughs> I listen, I, I I came on here and I defended Maguire for the first time in my life, then he dropped a horror show in the FA Cup semi-final, bro. Never <laughs> again. <laughs> Never again, bro. I, was... <laughs> I think, yeah. think we're giving we're giving him a seven. I think he's been I think far in the start of the season, he's very consistent. Yeah, he's been good, man. I, I'll, I'll give him seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him seven point five. Of yeah, course that. you are. Of course you are, LD. <laughs> <laughs> LD's, LD's a bit of a top red, isn't it? He is, he is, man. <laughs> <laughs> LD, 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 what are your thoughts on Daniel James? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel No, come on, that's disrespectful. Bro. Don't say about, about Daniel James. That, that's a litmus no, test on top reddery. I know <laughs> Uh, LD, I know you can defend Dan James if you have to. I know you could. I, I know he has. No, 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 listen, no, no, listen, 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 listen. Dan, Dan James shouldn't be in the Premier League, man. That's, that's, I, I don't want to, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, like, yeah, he's to go learn his trade, man. I, yeah, he's just not, I don't, he's just not, he's just not, he's just not, he's just, He's not good enough. I don't like. I don't want to be horrible to him about him, mm. whatever. But I'm sure he's a he's good not, kid, man. He's that, that's, yeah. exactly, that's exactly yeah, yeah. what I mean. Like, I don't want to rag on him because he works hard, and I'm. He's like a great kid, and 
I read I, I, I just don't want to. At the end of the day, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and at the end of the day, no, no, hold on. It's not that his, is exactly, his, exactly. That is, he's overpromoted. It's not his fault. Like it's he not shouldn't his be fault in this squad. Ryan Gage is a degenerate that recommended him when he had no business Bro, doing that. Just, so, I, I, someone listened to him. Yeah. That's see, that's yeah. the real problem. Again, I completely agree. That's the real issue for me. Like I thought, you know, the thing is with me, Dan James. I feel sorry, Dan James, because he's not good enough. We all know he's not good enough. He and mm. the things though, he probably knows a little bit as well. He's not really good enough, and I don't want to rag on him at all. It's not his like whoever signed him and he's been cool playing shit, him. Like that, that's he's not good enough, man. He's not. Cool shit, man. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't, I don't mean it. I don't mean me, man. Yeah. Don't that's feel cool. Sorry for him. He's, on, he's on how much cards a week? Don't feel sorry. For this shit. No, nah, but he's still a human being, man. He's a, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's a human being. LG, you're, LG, you're, you're top. You're a good lad, man. Top class yeah, lad. This is no, not last few questions. We're, we're, we're slowly descending into chaos. Last few questions, guys. Bear with me, yeah? Underscore D Magic underscore. Um, would you guys have preferred for United to play in the Champions League or the Super League? Champions League. Champions League. Boy. Super Sue. Super Sue. Super. If, 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 I, say what's on my, if I say what's on my mind, they're going to call me a madman. Super Sue. Super Sue. Super League. Super Sue. Super Sue. Super Sue. Super League. Boy, I need that Super League. I, I still ain't giving up. I still ain't giving up. That's all I say on that. You know it what? killed Don we... Flo's dream. Bro, it's, it's not dead, bro. It's not <laughs> dead, man. Nah, it's dead, it's dead, it's dead. But listen, if we can win one Champions League, then fuck off to the Super League. I'll take that. Do you know what? Yeah, do you know what? Because facts sitting on free, like if Chelsea win the Champions League this year, they're going to be one Champions League behind us. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, we need two more for the cabinet, and then yeah, yeah, yeah then we do right the sun. Cool. Um, so underscore nomics disu cast member asked the starting lineup for this week's games. We already spoke about um tomorrow's game, so let's take a quick look at um Liverpool's game. Um, how seriously are you guys looking for us to actually take that game? Let's let's run through the starting lineup. Um, who do we have in goal against Liverpool? Henderson. Uh, who's our back four? Wan Bissaka by Lindelof. Sure. Okay. Uh, midfield. Wait, is Maguire out for sure? Yeah, he's crossed. Yeah, too. yeah, he's crossed. Oh fuck. <laughs> okay, cool. Who, who are playing in midfield? Uh, Mat- uh, Mata Chanfra. I don't want to say it, but... It wasn't me that said it, but I agree with him, innit? You go first, innit? You go first. Hey, did, did, it matter, did the match play really well against Liverpool in the FA Cup? Or am I making that up? Yeah, he did, he did. Yeah, he did, he did. Yeah, and Fred. Matic and Fred. What's the three, is it? Pogba, Bruno, Greenwood? Yeah. Oh, we getting Rash in there. I want Rashford to have a rest, man. Yeah, I think. No, hopefully he gets a rest tomorrow, uh, against Leicester. Then. Yeah, yeah, he won't play. He won't play. He'll play. He'll play, he'll play against Liverpool. Okay, so it's yeah, Rashford, yeah. Rashford, Pogba, and Bruno. Cavani. Yeah, um, Cavani. Yeah, Cavani up front. Yeah, Greenwood will probably play tomorrow. Then he won't play against Liverpool. He won't play against oh. Liverpool. Fair enough. Oh. So oh, yeah, he, did, he did come off early, yeah. innit? Yeah, did, yeah, exactly for that reason. Uh, um, yeah, I think he's gonna want to put the final nail in that coffin for Liverpool, isn't he? I don't see Rashford, ideally. He'll have. He will. He's. He's. He has gotten the full. Is he even? You, is he even training I, with his boot on yet? I. I wouldn't mind like sitting Rashford until the Europa League final. You know, like I yeah, same, I mean, is he, Is he training with his boot on yet? I don't know, bro. I haven't heard him mention because it again. They, this they week. keep saying the guy's not even training and with his boot on. He doesn't put a boot on until he goes out for ninety minutes. 
Mm. Yeah, I think this week oh, the conversation... that's, cr- that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. this week you know why? because I want his ankles cropped, his shoulders cropped, his yeah, back is I broken, need... spinal. I need him. Everything. <laughs> spinal. He's fr- I need him not to play until the final, and I need him to drop a classic in that final, and that will cap mm. off at numbers wise and some uh, a few performances. A great season for him, considering he's been injured the whole season. Mm, agreed, agreed. Um, next question: How do we feel about a potential Lindelof Bayi partnership for the Europa League final? Not for great, anything, not great. It's hazardous. It's hazardous. <laughs> it's hazardous. <laughs> it's hazardous. <laughs> hey, I never thought I'd be missing Maguire, but boy, oh boy! Uh, <laughs> this is I'll where we are, boys. I'll bet with you like ten pound that Bayi ends up in the net. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a clip against Roma where uh, Bayi carried the ball from from our box yeah. all the way up to the opposition box with the a great run, tired. and Not then he tra- then Greenwood was right there. The man tried to do like a reverse pass, passed <laughs> <laughs> it straight to the midfield. <laughs> Oh my days, with he's an absolute madman. He's an absolute madman. Yeah, man, he's unpredictable. Hmm. Okay, last three questions. Got a question from BK underscore Omo. Would you rather sign Kane or Benzema? Both same price for argument's sake. One's five years younger, man. You know, I'm really making this hard. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got, it's got to be Kane, man. I, I, to be fair, I actually, Benzema's my guy. Benzema actually really is my Bring guy. Me Bring me Benzema's my guy from, from, day, from Leon time. I need, like, the, from back I need when, them videos. From way, them videos. That left footed strike against Man United. Like, he's been my guy hey, from time. Listen, I can't man. lie. But, you know yeah, what? Five, no, but no, seriously, it's, it's Kane, okay. Yeah, it's got to be Kane. Yeah, Kane's a smart investment for these young guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Benzema. I need him to kidnap Fred's wife and just get Fred out of here. So, that's, I'll take, I'm going to take Benzema. My guy's innocent. He don't <laughs> do nothing. Yeah, he, he doesn't involve, in the, he doesn't involve yeah, himself just, in the various don't, activities, don't, man. Don't take Can I just say, I don't, I like to, I like to, I do I don't agree with the views, the, sh- the allegations. Yeah, that was the views of Rodney alone. You know what with Benzema as well, yeah? Um, I know people are like, oh, you know, he played with Ronaldo. I think there were seasons where he really didn't do himself justice. But the last three years where he's put that team on his back, immense, man. Immense. He's have, been you seen what, have you seen what he's working with? Bro, nothing. Uh, he's nah, working with nothing. Last he three years, he's been crazy. Crazy. Uh, he's put that team on his I think if you told me he's working with Vinicius Jr., who has not two brain cells to rub together, Hazard, who weighs <laughs> 275 pounds, and Asensio, who's like a Fred played on the wing. That's what Asensio is. <laughs> Vinicius, so he looks so stupid. He doesn't. <laughs> There's a player in Vinicius, but right now I, 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 I struggle to see it at times. But I bought myself. I a said that's your boy. He's not my boy, but I that's bought a few stocks on the low. You know what? You know what? Can I just say, I'm really happy. I'm really happy for Ben's. My, I, I'm really happy for Ben's because Ronaldo leaving has given him a platform to really step up and really put the team on his back and be the main and man. True. And yeah. so he's he's gonna get his flowers now. Because of these last, which is unfair, because he's always been a top mm. player for them, for the team. He obviously helped facilitate Ronaldo so much during their time together at Real Madrid. So it's not you know, unfair the way he's been seen. I'm, 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 really, 
Very club, he's a club. Listen, this guy's a club legend, man. This guy's a club What's legend. What's that Real Madrid for 12 Kareem, years? For so no reason, bro. I'm choosing... I, I pick, if we talk about right here, right now, yes, I would pick Kane over Benzema for the same price, whatever. But Benzema's an absolute baller. And All right, uh, the second question off the back of that. Who do you not think is the better striker? Benzema. Okay, Benzema Farina. I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't think about that. Yeah. Benzema is my favourite striker ever, so I don't think about that. LD? No, I'm going to Nah. I'm going to tie. It's a tie. Okay, and Rodney? I love them videos, cuz. <laughs> and the, the Bugattis the Bugattis be looking mad yes oh, yeah, the Bugattis the is crazy like, <laughs> the, the switches the switches of the frames and all that. I love that fam the, the music you know what yeah, remember, well, remember well, when Cartier shades and stuff yeah, like that you yeah, know what nah, I mean yeah. do you know what I will say sauce, do you know what I will say yeah is that the last the last three years but like I said, I've revised my opinion on him. But if you told me he's been the best striker in the world for the last three years, I'm not mad at that shout at all. I'm not mad at that shout in, in any I way, shape, or form. It's a strong, it's a strong shout. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's outscored Kane over the last three years as well. The last yeah. three years, the last three years, it's only really Benzema and Lewandowski for sure, actually, yeah. Fair yeah that's why I was having but I think just for the level. Now, not in the last three years, Farah's been on fumes the last three years, man. Benzema's not playing with... Benzema's not playing with, like, Sunday. Wait, like, 14. If Real Madrid had Sunday, probably made the Champions League final right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, Benzema's not playing with that. Even Tottenham, right? I've got a better supporting cast for Kane at the moment, so... But no, you're right. It's Lewandowski, kept Benzema and Kane the last few years. Sorry. Uh, yeah, like, absolutely. Those three. Those three are the only ones you can really say. It's why, like you said, he's, he's running on fumes the last couple of years. It's really not the, 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 knee, the knee injuries. The, the pace has gone a little bit. What about, what, about, what about Joe Linton? Would you put him there? <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Lukaku? <laughs> I'm very happy for Lukaku, yeah? He's done amazing in Italy. No regrets over selling him. <laughs> he, made, he made me suffer as a United player, so I agree with that. No regrets. Oh, that's, that's my guy. I'm not sure. Watching him made me suffer. Like, I'm not lying, bro. For yeah, me, I'm, he's I'm, not I'm, quite. That's for me, he's not quite on that same level as... LD for me, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... No, no, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've always... I've always... Um, I've always backed Lukaku, I'm not going to lie, but... As far as Kane, Benzema, and Lewandowski, I still don't quite think he's there yet. I think you need at least you need another couple of years of this level of performance for I can. Never, I don't think it's. You know what I mean? Because this is. Cause he's, he's been. This been, 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 been Lukaku's yeah. best season, but they've been doing this consistently now. You know what I'm saying? So for me, he can't play at that level. I think no. I think honestly, honestly, I think he could. I think he's improved. He's he's done really well this year. He don't have the facilities though. He don't have it. Yeah, what he's doing right now is what he's doing right now. He's maxing out his ability. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's the ceiling. That's the ceiling. I, I think he can. I still think he can improve. To be honest, I think he's, where do you, where he's do, in the best season of his career. But I just think, because like even mentally, like his confidence, like his obviously his first touch has improved. His link up plays improved massively. Um, he's he's but IQ he's on the, the pitch. He's, like the way I, he I links the, the way he links his team together 
is for me it's massive. Like he's a leader in that. Oh, team. do you know how? Often I just think like the, I just think the confidence wait, that like wait, the sta- wait, wait. you grow in stature. Think you grow in stature. I don't want to shit on him. I don't. I don't want to shit on Romelu. No, no, I don't gonna... want to shit on him because <laughs> I've defended him. Yeah, he's made me look silly on several pods. But listen, let's be fair about where he's playing and how much time he has on the ball to do this link up stuff that we're talking about. And obviously, I don't. I don't watch him every week, so I don't know if his first touch has actually improved. We only ever see highlight reels, really. So I don't know if his first. And it's touch the good stuff improved. as well. Like it's always the good stuff we see on the yeah, highlights. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't. I don't know if his first touch has improved, but. In terms of link-up play, you get 100 years in there. And obviously, he's probably the strongest player in the league. That's strongest, fast. fastest. Yeah, a lot yeah, of his yeah. kick and run. Bear kick and run. Bear yeah, kick so I don't, kick I don't know. Them <laughs> man trying to keep up with Lukaku in that league, they are drowning. Yeah, scary. Drowning. Scary prospect. They're running yeah. in cement yeah, trying to keep know. up with Lukaku. He was good, he was good in the Champions League as well. He was good in the Champions League as well. He did play well in the Champions League. They finished fourth in their group. Rick didn't well, play I said he... No, I said he. No, I said he played well. I, look, I know. We're, I know. I know. We're into finishing their group. He scored against Slavia Prague. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so wait, 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 hold on, hold on. So, Juve are fifth in the Serie A right now. Is that mean Ronaldo's not playing well? No, that's not what it means. But <laughs> yes, no, well, so, 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 okay, so that's, that's not that's not what it means. Ronaldo, 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 Ronaldo is clear. He's clear top goal scorer in the league. He's he's carrying no, the team. And they're, they're the fifth. No, but that doesn't mean he's not playing. That doesn't mean he's not playing well. Lukaku didn't score in the games that would have got them through in their group. Who did it? Yeah, he, he, bottled the, um, it. He, he, this is, he bottled it. He literally bottled he it in the Champions League game. The worst team in the group. He scored three against the worst team in the group. Like yeah, like and then one in his other. Then one in his other four games. Yeah, he bottled it in that. Like, yeah. He bottled. He bottled it in that final game. I remember a couple of good chances. Yeah. Well, at least one good chance. I think he That's, blocked a Sanchez. In the final, the Sanchez final header that was going in. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, that's, that's, that's unlucky. Like, he can't, like, he can't for everything. You can't listen, everything. Listen, Lukaku I'm style. Putting, of, I'm putting it on him. I'm putting it on him. Lukaku, <laughs> Lukaku, Lukaku style of play suits Serie A. It doesn't suit Champions League yeah, football. Agree, Facts. Agree, Facts. I agree, Facts. I, agree, I think I, this is him. And I think him, even if he just plays at this level for the next five years, that's a very, very good striker. But the other yeah. three that we're talking about, they operate on a plane that no, Lukaku can't reach. I can put... I, oh, I agree with you that I think those three are playing at a higher level, and I think they've been at a high level for the last couple of years. There's no argument for me on that front. Um, I'm not going to say he can't reach that level, but I'm saying he's not been on that level in the last three years. If you compare life for life, I completely, I'm not arguing that point at all. I completely agree. I mean, two of the last three years were with us, so yeah, we can't really argue that point. I want you to concede that he can't reach yeah. their level. That's yeah. what I want you to concede. I need that's that, what, though, that's what I need. I need you to yeah. admit he can't reach that level. How could I see? No, I can't. But how can I sit here and concede that when we don't know? This has been the best season of his career. So how can This has been the best season of his career so far. So how can I say he can't get? How old is Lukaku? He's, is he, I think he's 27 going 28, isn't he? Yeah, it's tight then. It's tight. So, but he's 27 going on 28. Um, so he's in his prime already. Fact check me if I'm incorrect. But. I, I feel like no, you're, you're right. right. You're, you're correct. I feel like he's the same age as Kane. Yeah, he is no, the same he, age. No, he's a, year young, he's, a year, he's a year younger than Kane. Harry Kane's oh, 27, bro. Is he 27 as well? Yeah, so he's... I thought Kane um, was 28 to turn 29 this year. Is he not? So, no. So Lukaku's turning 28 in three days. Cool. And Harry Kane is 27 and he's turning 28 in July. Oh, so, so Lukaku's, Lukaku's older. 
So they're age, so they're age mates. Let's call let's call them age, age mates. You see, I see because they are, they are, they are, they are age they are age mates. They are age mates. They are age mates. It's time. It's time. Come on, come on. We have to wrap up. We do have to wrap up. Um, there's a couple of questions. One was about Danny Ings or Greenwood, Kane, Harlan. We've talked about strikers for the last half an hour. Um, and then final question. Greenshaw. Yeah, Danny Ings or who? <laughs> Not Danny Ings or would we rather sign a Danny Ings as a stopgap and give Greenwood the key to the franchise, or sign a Kane or Halland and effectively stunt Greenwood's growth? We got we got Cavani as a stopgap, so that's yeah. yeah well, these these questions came in before he signed his yeah 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 before Cavani. Yes, that was Tommy Ajayi one and final question. Why doesn't United board and most of the fans like having more than one good player in every position? That's from Flavs. Ah, that's yeah. a great question. I, listen, and don't, don't put me in that bracket because I completely agree with the question. I've said this a few pods ago, like, we need a strong squad. We need players that can jump in, jump out. We need to stop having this massive dick in quality whenever we want to rotate our squad. Part of the reason we don't rotate our squad is the lack of quality in our squad. So, uh, listen, I'm, I'll check myself out on this one, but I, I completely agree. Wait, we, wait. Need more, would you, we need more. We need a stronger, we need more strength and depth. Would you re-sign Lukaku? No. Would I resign? Would I resign Lukaku? Yeah, would you? United, because obviously we need good players in every position. Would you resign Lukaku? <laughs> I mean, what I can, <laughs> what I can, man, what I consider, yes, what I, what I consider resigning him. What I can, what I put him no, on the short list. What he said. Yeah, I sounded like a short put him on the short list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Put him on the short list. All right, lads. Um, yeah, that, that was a pleasure, man. I really enjoyed that pod. Reams, always a pleasure when you come through. LD, the same. Rodney, always good to have you on, brother. Lads, en- enjoy the rest of your evening. Um, take care. Thank Peace. Thank you for having me, guys. Bless. All right, boys. Thank nice you, guys. One. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you, and it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.